Welcome, gang. You're listening to the Help My Marketing podcast, where we talk all things marketing, the sexy things, the not-so-sexy things, the fun stuff, the serious stuff, basically all the things that make you a better marketer. Not just theory-based, everything we discuss on this podcast has been tried, tested, and validated by the team at Orbit over the last five years as we build successful campaigns for our agency clients in a whole range of industries. Don't forget, if you'd like help with your campaigns, go to orbitmarketing.com.au and reach out for a chat with one of our experienced marketing experts so we can show you how to bring the sort of attention and leads that could change the game for your business. Hey gang, welcome back. You're listening to episode six of the Help My Marketing podcast. And today we're talking about lead nurturing. This is one of my favorite things to talk about. It's something that comes up pretty regularly. And it's probably the number one thing we see when we're talking to businesses about where the gaps are in their marketing or where their leads are leaking out of their sales funnel. This is the big thing that businesses are either not doing or they're not doing well, and it costs you very, very little, and it can make a massive difference to the return that you get on your marketing. Um, Because basically what it's doing is it's maximizing the return that you get from the leads that you're generating, and you've already paid for those leads. So why wouldn't you do something to help convert more of those leads into sales? So lead nurturing is what we're talking about today. Um, it's becoming a bit of, it's becoming, I think, more important at the moment, given that ad costs are definitely rising. There's no question about that on everywhere, on all of the platforms, wherever you're doing your online marketing, the cost to get leads is going up. The cost to get reach is going up. And so, of course, it's really important to maximize what we're getting out of each of our leads. So I think that's why it's more important right now. And when we're talking to businesses, often what we're hearing from them is, you know, things like, I need to get more leads or I need to get better quality leads because the ones I've got are not, or the ones I'm getting are not converting. And I would say in seven out of 10 cases, the issue isn't lead volume or lead quality. It's that there's a massive hole in the sales funnel and getting more leads or getting better leads won't really help. It's only going to result in more of those leads leaking out of the gaps and driving the cost of acquiring new customers up even more. So then what's the answer? The answer is to make sure that you've got a robust system in place to make sure every single lead counts, to make sure every single lead gets nurtured, treated like gold, and that you're maximizing the sales you're getting from the leads that you're already paying for. So not going out and and paying more to get more leads, but just converting more of the ones that you're already getting before you try and get any more leads. And it really is as simple and as complicated as that. So before we talk about how to do it, let's go over why it's important for, for those of you who are not sort of quite maybe convinced yet. So let's say you're relying on leads that get referred to you, right? You're most likely getting sales from somewhere between seven and nine out of every 10 referrals, right? They're the best quality leads that you're going to get. There's no doubt about that. The problem is you're leaving 
somebody else in control of your lead generation if you do that, right? You've got no control over when referred leads come in, and that makes it really hard to predict sales or to scale your business. The hard truth comes when we start our own lead generation and we learn pretty fast that our conversion rate is going to fall from maybe 70 or 80% that we're used to getting with referred leads to often less than 10%. And for high ticket sales, it can genuinely be 2 or 3% conversion rate. And that scares the crap out of business owners, and it should. But with a solid process to nurture those leads, the 90 to 98% who didn't buy from you right away you can more than double that conversion rate. Just imagine what that's going to do for your profitability. If you could double the sales that you were getting from your leads without spending any more on ads, what would that do for your profitability? It can be the difference between a campaign that genuinely changes your business or one that sees you throwing good hard-earned money down the toilet. So this is why lead nurturing is so important. And the key to doing it effectively and consistently is to make sure that you automate as much of it as possible. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. The first step is to look at how you're adding people to your marketing list. If you're not actively adding people to your list, by the way, actively bringing people into your environment or your ecosystem, then you're kind of sitting on a bit of a knife's edge. I've seen it too many times in other businesses and even in our business. We get complacent, we're busy, we're getting referrals and they're converting into sales. We've been in business for 20 years and everybody knows us. These are all of the kinds of things that we as business owners tend to think from time to time and we use it as a bit of a justification for not doing lead generation or for turning off our ads and trying to save that little bit of money. There's a ton of reasons business owners think they don't need to advertise, but it can turn around really fast. Suddenly, you have a week or a month or a couple of months where you don't get many referrals. The current jobs you're working on start to finish up, and then suddenly there's no leads in the pipeline. Or a competitor launches a brand new offer or a new product, or a new business moves into the area and they start an advertising campaign, and suddenly those leads, those inbound inquiries you were getting are going there instead. Maybe you have been in the area for 20 years, but if you're any, in any kind of metropolitan area, populations change. So you might have been there for 20 years, but the people who live there haven't. And if they've moved in from somewhere else, then they don't know you. They've got no idea who you are. There's so many different reasons that your leads could dry up. And if you're not in control of bringing them in, then suddenly you're left in a situation where you just don't have leads at all. So how are you adding people to your list? If you're like most businesses, you're relying on word of mouth or you're running your ads with a straight up offer for somebody to make a purchase or to get a quote. And if they don't convert right away, like 90 plus percent of them won't, they just kind of fall by the wayside. And this is where the opportunity lies. The key is to make sure those people that didn't buy right away, those 90, 95 or more out of 100 who didn't buy right away, go into some kind of automated lead nurturing to keep them warm, to build trust, to build a relationship with them. So when they are ready to buy, they're not buying from anybody except you. Another thing to consider is how are you attracting leads? Asking for a sale or a quote isn't always the best 
in, uh, the best way to do it in the first instance. Starting off with something, some kind of value works really well. A download like an ebook or a checklist will work for some audiences. Free online training like a webinar could work for other audiences, although it needs to be the right market. So for example, if, if your market is busy professionals, they might not be the best people to try and target with a webinar because they, they haven't got time you know, for, for an hour webinar. They might listen to the replay, but really the gold when you're doing webinars is people who are there live. You can get them excited, make an offer, convert them on the webinar. What works quite well in a lot of different markets are quizzes, right? So an ad that when people click on the ad, it opens up a little quiz or a little questionnaire. They're fun, they're really engaging, and it gives you the opportunity to grab that person's details in order to send them their quiz results. Giveaways are awesome. They all, Who doesn't love free stuff, right? So running a giveaway is a fabulous way to add people to your marketing list and challenges as well. You know, something like a five-day challenge. So for example, if I was a real estate agent, I might ask people to sign up for a five-day challenge to help get their home ready for sale, where each day we'll send a single task and at the end of five days, your home's ready for open inspection, right? You still need to give people a reason to opt in. Even if it's a free challenge, because people are time poor, it's not enough to just say, hey, sign up for this thing because it's free. You've still got to give people a good reason. You've still got to position your offer or pitch your offer like you would for a paid offer. Because whilst you might not be asking people for money, you're asking them for their time, you're asking them for their email address, you're asking them for their phone number. So you have to give them a really good reason. So if we're using that example of the real estate agent, it might be something like, um, you know, homes that are styled and properly staged for sale get X percent higher sale value than those that don't. So join our five-day challenge and we'll show you how to do that to get the best return when you sell your home. The benefit is people start to see you as the expert in your field and they're on your list for nurturing. So then each day, if we're thinking about the real estate example again, you'll send them a new task. Day one might be to declutter your kitchen and your bathroom and some tips on how to do that. Day two might be how to style your bedroom. Day three might be how to increase the street appeal to give the best first impression when people turn up and so on. And so you would do that over five days. And at the end of five days, people can actually see the difference. And suddenly you're an expert and that gives you the right to then pitch them a paid offer whilst they're seeing the results and feeling really good about you, then you pitch them your paid offer. But that's how you add people to your marketing list is a quiz, a challenge, a free download of some sort because going straight in for the sale to people who don't know you yet doesn't always get you the best result. And at the moment when conversion rates are so low and ad costs are going up, you want to make sure you're adding people to your list for the lowest possible cost and then nurturing them and converting them from there. I know a lot of people have an aversion to email marketing, but fun fact, email marketing has a return on investment across all industries of over 40 to 1. So that means for every dollar that businesses are investing in email marketing, they're getting $40 in return. Now, when you consider the fact that some businesses are doing it really badly and they're not getting any return, that means that there's some businesses who are getting a massive return on their email marketing, partly just because they're doing it and partly because they're doing it well. So that's the opportunity. 
So now you know how important it is to nurture your leads. You're using a soft approach to attract them so the cost per lead's not too high. But then how do you actually go about doing that? Well, the key is automation. Um, we use a version of a product called Go High Level, but you can use things like MailChimp or Active Campaign, Get Response. There's a whole ton of different platforms that will allow you to automate your lead nurturing. What happens with ours is um, we've we we built out out a whole funnel. So when somebody opts in for whatever it is that they're opting in for, whether they're downloading one of our lead magnets or whether they're opting in for their 45 minute marketing health check call, as soon as they either fill in the Facebook lead form or they fill in the lead form on our um, landing page or our sales page, they get an email welcoming them and delivering whatever it was they opted in for. If it's an ebook, they get a copy of the ebook straight away. If it's their 45 minute health check, they just get an email confirming it and a link to the calendar so that they can book in for that. 10 minutes later, they get an SMS letting them know that we've sent them their ebook or we've sent them their link to book in their time slot. And the reason we do that is a lot of email clients now have the spam filter dialed right up to 100. And so emails that come from some of the automated systems can end up in spam. Whereas if you send that person an SMS and say, hey, we just sent you this email, check your spam filter if you don't see it in your inbox, then it lets them know to look for it. And once they move that out of spam, then your email address is added to the whitelist and your emails won't end up in spam anymore. Then over the next few days, they get automated emails with a link to our podcast where they can learn more about their marketing and get better at their marketing. It doesn't cost them anything, right? So that's free value. They get two other useful tools like an ad targeting ebook, a content planning spreadsheet or a worksheet to help them create a client persona. Depends what they opted in for. We send them a profile of their team so they can get to know us and like us and trust us because they can actually see who we are. And then we also offer that free free 45-minute health check to people who didn't opt in for that to start with. So there's conditional logic built into the sequence, which most of these platforms will allow you to do, that at a certain point in the sequence, depending on what the person opted in for, they might go down a different pathway. There's also an offer of a $500 advertising credit, which gets made really late in the sequence when we've had an opportunity to give value introduce the team, hand over some useful tools. By that stage, people are starting to feel a little bit more positive about us. They know us. We're building some trust. We're building a relationship. We pop up in their inbox. They don't feel threatened because they know there's probably something useful in there. And then we make an offer, which is really hard to say no to. If somebody's genuinely thinking about running online advertising and we're offering a $500 credit, why would they not want to take that up? So this all feeds out over about a two-week period. And then once that ends, they go into our normal email marketing sequences where they're getting regular weekly newsletters and offers interspersed. Typically, we find it takes three to six months of hanging around our lists or our environment, whether they're in our Facebook group, our email list, our SMS list, before people are really ready to jump onto a call with us. So... Depending on what you do, depending on you know the value of the product that you're selling, you might find that people are 
on your list or in your ecosystem for a week, a month, or if it's like us, it might be three months, six months, or even 12 months if it's a really high ticket product. So you've got to make sure that you're consistently nurturing those leads with value. And you can see with that kind of nurturing process that I've just outlined, the whole thing is automated. It's consistent. Every person who opts in gets exactly the same messaging. So we know that it's on brand. We know that it's not reliant on one of us to remember to send an email. We can have it professionally copywritten so that it tell, it says exactly what we want it to say in exactly the way that we want it said. And it doesn't cost us any more money to generate additional leads. Yeah, there are definitely some costs involved in setting it up. So we use professional copywriters um, and, and obviously we have to pay them. But you might decide that if you're not doing any kind of email marketing, that you're going to set this up yourself to start with, which is going to be infinitely better than what you had before. Or you can go to the or you can go to the extent of getting a copywriter or reaching out to somebody like us for help to set that up if you want to. But the challenge for you guys over the next week is to have a look at how are you adding people onto your list? Are you purely going in for the sale to a cold audience? And if you are, what other approach could you be using? And then once people do fill in that form or submit that inquiry, what are you doing to nurture them to make sure that you're getting the best possible return and converting as many of those people as possible into sales? And then if you're not, if you don't have a really robust system in place, how can you do that? So so specifically, start investigating which platforms are going to work for you. There'll be a link in the show notes on this one, on this podcast, to the platform that we use if you want to check that out. But like I said, there are there are loads of different platforms that work really effectively. So think about or investigate which platform is going to work for, for you and then start thinking about what your sequence might look like. What sort of value-based content can you deliver to people in the first week? What sort of offers can you make them in order to convert them from being just an inquiry into an actual paying customer? And it doesn't have to be your core product. It could be an entry-level offer of some sort. And then how do you elevate people from taking up that little offer to your core offer? And again, you want to automate as much of that as you possibly can. So that's it. Lead nurturing. It's important all the time. It's absolutely critical at the moment. And if you can do anything, it's better than nothing. But if you can really get it dialed in by testing and measuring and seeing what works, you're genuinely going to see a massive increase in the return on your advertising investment. So that's it, gang. If you have any questions, reach out to us. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on LinkedIn. Shoot us a message. Love to hear your thoughts on the podcast and also any questions we can answer from you uh, for you. And I'll look forward to catching up with you guys on the podcast next week.